Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of Diamond Cutter, the three-time world champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and founder and CEO of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you're listening to Ringside Podcast, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang! You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Sitting at Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. With Daniel Spencer. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Jeremy Wallman. I'm the best in the world at what I do. And Justin Kruger. Your arms are just too short to box with God. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Warman. And today we've got a special guest. We've got the one and only OVW heavyweight champ- champion, Shotgun, Tony Gunn. Tony, how you doing, man? Hey, feeling good. Thanks for having me here. It's hey, awesome. Yeah. Pleasure having you on. Yeah, this thanks for coming honor. here. You should hear all the things that him and JK used to say about you. I had to take that <sighs> for you, but... Oh, yeah, sure. Remember yeah, what is it? for wearing a dress? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I did not. Uh, no, so oh, so. Uh, special, yeah. You and Jay. No, no, no. There's there's an episode. Conspicuous by his absence. There's there's an episode that they can go back and listen where you were you were putting him down on wearing the that's dress in the whole true. match. Mm. I remember walking up to him. True. Well, hold on. I remember walking up to him backstage at, at the show shortly after that at, at Grant House and and said, "Hey, I enjoyed the the match with you and Dapper Dan. It, it was, was great. Awesome. It was awesome." My co-hosts didn't like it, but I liked it. I told him exactly, which was what, almost a year ago now, but I told him about you that. You, sir, are a liar. I, it's that, on audio record. You can go what, back and listen. Which story is real here? Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is go back and listen. There's proof in you the pudding. If on you the, want to, tr- go back and listen to every episode, see if you can find it. <laughs> That's uh, a nice plug. Plug on that. Uh, we but, we uh, do have like a wrestling ring a few miles down the road. We can settle we, it there. We do, <laughs> we do, we do. And you technically have your license now, right? Yes, there. I do. I'm officially. <laughs> and I'll ref it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Me and Tony switching rows here. Uh, well, you need to be because there's no other quality refs in the room right now. Oh, oh, burn. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find out while we're sitting here looking. I'm going to uh, the episode. Uh, There's no need for you to try to to save your hind end now. He knows the truth. Yeah, drop it. Okay, all right. It was looks like it was episode 62. Um, <laughs> to, to be fair, I never said anything negative about the match. I just said it was fun to see him wear the dress. Oh, okay, I said it looked right. good on him. <laughs> it, well, we it, were going to bring that up later. It did but I guess, fit pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, hey, it, wore, it worked. Out. Very suave. In it. it was JK that was talking all the junk. <laughs> yeah, I liked how. Where uh, you at, JK? What was that? Dapper Dan wore a kilt? Is that what it? Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what the gimmick was. So he kind of he kind of fooled me a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's all good. Uh, so. We jumped way ahead, Jeremy, on that. I just wanted to say, you always try to set me up. I wanted to make sure my hind end was I was going to I was gonna take care of you. I wasn't going to put you under the bus at all. Never never once was going to say a thing, and then you just kind of went that went that route. <laughs> oh, well. uh, we normally have another co-host, JK. He's not here. He couldn't make it today. So uh, always, Have you noticed he always misses when there's somebody here he's talked junk about? Uh, hey, I don't remember him saying anything negative about Tony Gunn, though. Okay. <laughs> Coincidence, huh? Coincidence, yeah. Um, we had Jeff Jarrett on a couple weeks ago, uh, about a month ago, and JK wasn't here. But he called him a slap ass. Yeah, he did. So that was all, that was well worth it. <laughs> it was well worth it. So Tony, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, your your career. Sure. And, uh So where where are you now? Where, where are you originally from? Uh, born and raised in the great state of Arkansas. So right. that's I've, I've been here in Louisville, Kentucky, about. 11 12 years now okay. so you know ohio valley wrestling brought me here okay uh but yeah i was born and raised in arkansas and of course in that area i grew up watching memphis wrestling uh so i loved like you know lawler and dundee and you know valiant the moon dogs and all that stuff so okay all right so now did you um did you train there first and then come to ovw or did you come to ovw to train and everything yeah so you may kind of give you the full story yeah, as far as yeah. how i got into it um let's say 
I didn't. I really didn't get into professional wrestling as far as you know being a fan until like the year of nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight. I was like a ninth or tenth grader in high school, and my buddies were like, "Hey, you need to you need to watch this WWF." You know, that's what it was at the time. Right. And uh, I was like, "Okay, cool." I turned it on, and that was you know the Attitude Era. You had Stone Cold, The Rock, Chris Jericho all those guys and i was like what is this crap man this is this is awesome right. you know so i got i got hooked onto it and then needless to say you know i come from a small town like two thousand people and out of my niche group of friends i was the only one that had like a satellite to uh to order the pay-per-views every month because back then you had to pay you know what was it 50 50 bucks, 50 bucks 40 for, or 50 yeah, which was yeah for the for the pay-per-view and then uh so all my buddies, you know, they, hey, get the pay-per-view. They all chipped in or whatever. So they would come over to my house and we'd watch the pay-per-views. Uh, but anyways, long story short, we got the bright ideas, you know, as uh, teenagers to, hey, let's let's wrestle before the pay-per-view event. So we, you know. That's perfect. I mean, that's right? what I would have done. You know, that's what any stupid teenager would mm-hmm. do, you know. So we got like my mattress, uh, my sister's mattress, the spare bedroom mattress, threw it all in the basement. And then we. Uh, beat the crap out of each other for a couple hours before the show, and then we watched the watched the show. Uh, then we finally graduated to the uh, to the garage because it was a bigger area. Then we had the uh, commentary table. We made our own uh, title belts and stuff like that oh, out nice. of cardboard. So, is there a video, <laughs> video? Is there video evidence of this? There is. Like I, I do have a lot. Of, uh, it's on the old small little VHS tape. So I got to convert it over to a DVD or put it on my laptop some of that footage is it's pretty hilarious yeah so I'd, li- I'd like to go back and watch I, it i did a little bit of that in bowling green back in 2002 went down <laughs> for and we did but we, we get together do that kind of same stuff watching pay-per-views and that's kind of the training i had at the time but i learned how to <laughs> i learned how to back bump and i it, it, did it perfectly because they guys were they trained from you know other guys too so it was kind of kind of kind of interesting but it was fun stuff my, my mom had a back brace yeah. if you've ever seen one of those it's like really wide in the middle and it has the elastic strap yeah so once yeah. you got done with it, we just marked we just marked on it, world heavyweight champion. We'd go out <laughs> awesome. wrestle in the front yard, defend it. Well, that's that's more legit than what I had. Mine was cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> but we actually, uh, when I was in college, we we moved on. You talk about moving on to the uh, garage. We you used to actually be able to rent out Davis Arena. Well, but when in it was Indiana. in Jeffersonville, yeah, yeah, when yeah, it was in Indiana. Yeah. So we used to rent it out on, on pay per view Sunday. We would uh, take some pizzas up there, and we just have fun. Yeah. Uh, you you could do that, and, and and Indiana doesn't have rules and regulations right, right, right. where you can rent it out. So yeah, I mean that was uh, that was a way, I guess it was a good way for them to make a little income too. Uh, yeah. I remember I remember renting it out one time um, for I don't I, well I, I mean, don't it was a good value fifty dollars for two hours. I don't you get it for I, four. I don't remember if I was uh, if I was the one to rent it out. My friends, but I was involved in it, getting together and hanging out. It was fun getting running the ropes and. All that stuff, and then you realize, oh crap, this hurts more than you think. <laughs> well, see, I always acted like I was the ultimate warrior, so nobody could ever hurt me. I just shook it off. Just oh well, yeah, uh, uh, there you go. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a good way to play. That's, but, that's uh, probably what that's what Ultimate Warrior did too. That's why he's he's getting he didn't take bumps either. So. But uh, <clears throat> Eugene Nick Densmore, he was yeah. the one that was in charge of watching over us, and he would even like interact with us, give us story ideas. He would control. Took my, I know y'all remember jam boxes, right? Took yeah, the jam yeah. box in with the CD player on the top. Played our entrance music. Oh yeah, oh, we had every, we had it all. Nick's a good guy, then he he went way above and beyond what I thought would think Nick would do uh, for something like that. But you know, he's he was probably getting, kid, at that point he he had just graduated high school, so he had yeah. just started with OVW, uh-huh. right? Um, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, go ahead. So I was back back to back to the story. Um, so like we had our cardboard belts and stuff, and the name of our the name of our backyard wrestling was uh, DHW Down Home Wrestling. So you know, nice. fits. but anyways, we finally I got the idea to graduate from our garage, and I was like, hey, let's actually build a wrestling ring. So like I live on farmland, like two hundred some odd acres. So I talked to my parents. I was like, "Hey, can we build a wrestling ring on the property?" And for some reason, they said, "Yeah." <laughs> so <laughs> this is like the Hardy Boy, uh, the Hardy <laughs> thing, where you have like a farm with like a ring in the. Oh, yeah. There. So we we built ours. We used uh, like tree trunks for the post, uh, cables and water hose for the ropes. We had box springs, wood, tarp, all that stuff for the platform, and you could actually do springboards and all that stuff. Like it legit, like was a wrestling ring. We built our own entrance ramp and everything it was wow. 
it was pretty cool. And, uh, and, and we, we didn't do any of that stupid stuff like, like they did back in the day where you, you always dropping people on their necks or hardcore yeah, the real, che- the, cheese grater to the head, all that, the you know, real, real backyard wrestling. Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah. like we, like we actually watched like the moves on TV and then we went out there and we practiced them. Like we would hold our own training, not knowing what we we're doing. But like we would make a line. There was like eight or ten of us. So we would make a line and we'd practice hip tosses. We'd practice body slams, like where to put the hands and all that stuff. So we actually trained Y'all ourselves. Y'all were dedicated. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff, man. That, mm-hmm. That's that's kind yeah. of what the, the group that I was involved with did the same thing. They kind of they did everything safely. You know, they learned how to do right. it as safe yeah. as they can and learn and and didn't. Uh, it wasn't backyard true backyard wrestling, which I have seen that and seen people do that, and it's crazy the whole just you know and then busting things over your head and stuff right. like that too just you don't need to do all that but i guess that was the that was the fab at the time and went in the late 90s or whatever exactly and then and then that timeline too i think we were about 10th or 11th graders and at that time you start you know you start liking girls mm-hmm. you know and wanting to go out and do cool things so all my buddies they grew out of it i was the only one that didn't didn't grow <laughs> out of it and needless to say when i graduated high school i went to my first wrestling event um in Jonesboro, Arkansas, it was with Memphis Championship Wrestling. They were WWF developmental before okay. OVW was. And the the main event of the night was Triple H and Kurt Angle, back when Kurt Angle still had his hair. Mm-hmm. And he was the heavyweight uh, champion at the time. And I sat third row at that show, and I was like, man, this just feeling the energy in that room and feeling just how electric it was. I was like, man, I just sitting there, I was like, man, I want – to be a part of this i i want to be the reason why this energy is happening you know yeah. and then like after that show i was like i want to do this like i want to be a professional wrestler so uh that so that show in itself was like what sold me on wanting wanting to get into professional wrestling so um and that what year was this around this was two this was after i graduated uh high school in 2001 okay so it was year 2001 and yeah i saw saw that show i was like okay i want to be a wrestler so i started researching i looked up memphis, memphis championship wrestling i got in contact with uh, a promoter not a promoter but he helped with like the uh, networking and stuff like mm-hmm. that on the live events his name was kelly warner and he got me in contact with uh, people over there at MCW. And I think the person that owned it at the time, his name was Terry Golden. Okay. And anyways, I saved my money up. He's like, okay, training's X amount of dollars or whatever. And then I pay my money ahead of time because I think I want to I I show him that I'm legit and I'm serious right. about this. So I paid $1,000 or whatever for the beginner's class. And uh, a week before class starts, uh, WWE pulled out. Mm. and send everybody to uh, Louisville, mm-hmm. to OVW. And as soon as they did that, uh, Memphis shut their doors. Oh, man. So, like, here I am. I paid $1,000 for class, and here I am with zero training, and they closed their doors, so I'm up a creek without a paddle. You know, so very bad luck from yeah. the, from out of the gate. And then um, when that happened, uh, some of the wrestlers that didn't go to OVW – in that area, they opened up their own little school or whatever. So someone else kind of took me under their wing. His name was Derek King. Uh, he was actually in OVW, I think, uh, around that time or maybe earlier before that. Do you, anybody know who that is? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I think he did a tag team. He was a tag uh, tag team with like uh, Jason Lee. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he yeah, was a yeah, yeah. uh, okay. black guy, blonde hair, right, yeah, kind of looked like right. Cisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, him and then Young Lee. They're okay. Yeah. So yeah. he he kind of took me under his wing <clears throat> and showed me the ropes. And I ran the road with him, you know, on the independent scene around Arkansas, Missouri, and Tennessee. And uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to finish my college, you know, wrestle college. And then I graduated in like 2005, I think. And then I saved my money to move here. I call up Rip Rogers, like, hey, Rip, I want to, you know, Derek King train me, blah, blah, blah. I want to come train because they were still developmental here in mm-hmm. Louisville. And then I moved here. It was December of 07, maybe. I don't know. My timeline's kind of mm-hmm. messed up as far as years. But I move here and I get my money saved up. I'm about to pay rip, and I have bad I have bad luck with developmental, <laughs> very bad luck. I didn't pay my money this time, but WWE pulled out right. and sent everybody to Florida for uh, uh, Florida Championship yeah. Wrestling, whatever it was. FCW, yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm not going to pay rip money or or OVW because MCW shut their doors. So mm-hmm. I was like, is OVW going to shut their doors? 
you know, so, and I was, I was going to ride that wave and just see, and, but needless to say, I took a few years off just because I was frustrated and, and just kind of pissed off as far as, you know, I keep getting, I keep getting right, knocked, right. I keep getting knocked down or whatnot. Like so it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on? I was like, I'm not moving to Florida. I'm just going to stay right. here and see what happens. But anyways, a few years roll by and then I go into OVW about 2010, 2011. Okay. Now did you, uh, when you went to OVW, did you start training with Rip at that time too, or? Uh, no, uh, Actually, I didn't. To be honest with you, I haven't. I've done a little training uh, with the OVW, but not under Rip. Uh, mm-hmm. Al Snow has helped me out a lot yeah. as far as like psychology and and storytelling. And, and, and this is a time frame timeline too, because Impact came in, and then Al, I guess, was kind of uh, there uh, before, right? Booking and and yeah, because he was he was with Impact at the time. <laughs> yeah, and then I think when I came in or at, TNA what they called then yeah but, TNA yeah. I think he came in the same timeline I came in with, okay. in with Impact okay or he maybe came in a little bit before and then Impact started their their deal or whatever yeah uh, but uh, Johnny Spade actually you know smooth on yeah, Johnny yeah. Spade he, he 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 got my foot in the door so oh, he, cool. he kind of vouched for me and said hey uh, talk to Danny he was like hey uh, look at this Tony Gunn kid you know give him a match see what you think if you like him you know, will you please bring him on or whatever? So I had my first match with, uh, it was a dark match with, uh, with Raul and, uh, I got so blown up, <laughs> so blown up. But anyways, needless to say, Danny liked me and he, he invited me back. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, and then I guess the rest is history been there ever since for the most part. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, you, you know, know, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's amazing because over the years, you know, I've, gone you know as a, as a fan you've been going many i mean just as well as many years as a fan but you know as far as uh weekly taping stuff like that and you've seen oh, yeah. his progression absolutely over, I mean, over from, time too from day one i've been a part of ovw's fan base sorry i'm a little under the weather today very no, fine <clears throat> so um when uh you know what would I guess? I guess you would say Memphis style wrestling. So I, and you mentioned the attitude here. Who was you say your influence, your favorite wrestler? I know you mentioned the Kurt Angle triple. I want to do this, but like, right. who was it that man? That every time that person was on, you watched that, and you you got a buzz off. I want to do what he's doing for sure. Right there, there was. Uh, I've said this a few times. There, there's. Um, three people that really like when they came on the screen my eyes were glued and this is besides the rock and stone code that's obvious right because mm-hmm. everybody everybody loved those two right uh but three people that really like like got me focused was kurt angle mm-hmm. like i loved watching him in the in the ring his his charisma in and out of the ring his style and what he does is everything that he did was gold yeah so as a kid i was like man this guy is awesome so i loved kurt angle uh, second person that I liked and really enjoyed was Ken Shamrock because um, I, I liked his attitude and I liked his style on the ring and I liked his MM, MMA background because he came from UFC. Right. So and just the way that like, he would snap and his personality, I I kind of I kind of gravitated to that because that that's kind of how I am. I have like a, a short fuse, mm-hmm. you know. So I gravitated to that personality. Um, and then the third person, believe it or not, was Al Snow. Uh, you know, and I, I, just, I remember my friends at the time, they were like, why do you like this Al Snow guy? And I'm like, I'm like, how can you not? I was like, he comes out here and he, he, he bumps on, he bumps himself through tables and wrestles the head. He brings a head to the ring and the crowd eats it up. Right. You know, character, like, yeah. it's not character. Yeah. It's all character. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it was just crazy because like they would eat it up and anybody that can get that over is a genius no matter if they're crazy or not you know yeah. so and as a kid i really enjoyed that i love those gimmicks mm-hmm. i love those gimmicks oh yeah for so, sure so, so those were the three guys that really stood out to me in in that era when i watched wrestling and it's, it's crazy to think too i mean yeah, al's completely different from the other two as far as style and but, he, right. but he's char- character driven and what he does but then you got you know two guys you've named before coming from different backgrounds. We're not wrestling fans at all. Kurt Angle never never really cared for wrestling. Never watched. He was more of the Olympic you know amateur wrestling style. He comes in, gets it like immediately, just amazing overnight. Right. He become this 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 um, catches right on. In with character too as well because he had a great character in and out, um, being the goofy one and then the. Uh, the serious one, and then King Shamrock, that you know, just coming from that MMA background, UFC, and which was UFC was completely different at the time too, but still coming in, and yeah, he caught it on pretty quickly as well. 
Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, but a lot of people don't know this. Ken Shamrock actually did professional wrestling before he did UFC. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, not very long stint, but he did. He was so underutilized. I feel like they could have done so much more with him in the WWF. He was one of my favorites as well. I think you know at the time you you had the Attitude Era, and it was so so uh, just so much going on with the Monday Night Wars and stuff like that. But I think he he was good in the role they put him in. Yes, they could have utilized him more, and he could have been a top a top um, dog he, in the he business. Definitely should have been a, a world heavyweight champion. But it's just with everything the way Austin just took off yeah, in the Rock. It's just that's true, it's yeah. kind of like it was hard for him to. But he didn't get lost. Though. He was a part of the main story with the McMahons, and right. you know he was involved in that. So that, so I mean he had a decent career. Um, I just you're right. I think he could have had the title and would have been fine. You know I mean. It would have been fine. I mean, I, I could see him and Bret Hart would have been um, had an amazing yeah. feud forever. But then Bret let leaves, so you know, I mean, just but that, that could have happened as well, or even Sean. But let's change gears for a second. I want to ask you about this because I sure. follow you on all social media. How do you eat all those donuts all the time? <laughs> That's Bro, a, every morning I get up and I start to go to the gym and I look at the donuts and I'm like. No, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> That's a secret, man. Eat more donuts. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah. You, know, you know, actually, The Rock did one, did one time did an um, interview. This is back in like around the same 2002, and he, um, I think it was men's health or something, and he said, uh, he talked about his diet, and he goes, he goes, well, he goes, once a week I have two dozen donuts and a Diet Coke. <laughs> He said, my key is, treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. And I was like, all right. So, yeah. But he also, if you've ever seen his workouts uh, daily on his Instagram, yeah. he's he's a beast. So, I mean, you you got to kind of bounce it out. He posts ridiculous food spreads on his Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Time. Yeah. Crazy. But, I mean, this was back before. Now he probably eats completely different even now compared to what he ate then. More, I'm sure more, a lot more protein, a lot more calories, yeah. whatnot. But even then, he was still in good shape but he just when he said that i laughed i'm like well yeah but then again he works out once or twice a day so i think he can uh he can afford to do that uh, but yeah so i mean we've been tony actually tony's been helping me on this whole eat clean thing for the last what five five weeks or so yeah and it's uh, going pretty good for you right? it has yeah he's giving me a lot of good pointers and uh and so we did <laughs> we do jokingly talk about the donut stuff too so it's kind of yeah it's one of those things you have to do it's like you 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 have to give yourself a cheat. I do that at least once a week. Uh, like today, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know we're going to get pizza for dinner tonight. Yeah. So that, yeah, you, well, yeah. Sunday's pizza yeah. and donuts. Right? Yeah, it's, pizza it's, and donuts, man. Anything round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually doing pizza tonight too. It's my cheat day as well. Yeah. So, so and it's one of those things. I, if if you give yourself that, you know, that cheat meal a week. Yeah. And when you plan out the rest of your week, it makes that make makes it easier for me, anyways. Like, oh, I got this cheat meal coming up on Sunday, so mm-hmm. I'm doing all this. Yeah, it's for, like a for reward. It's a reward, it's a reward type thing. Yeah. So, yeah. but. If you, if, you, if you do nothing at all, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Like, if you just eat healthy every single day, you're going to drive yourself crazy, and there's going to become a breaking point where you just give up. When was the um, – because I know that you seem to um, go more hardcore on your on, on your body and, and toning and, and, you know, health. When did that uh, become kind of like a snap for you? <sighs> oh, man, to be honest, I mean, I've always been into, like, health and fitness, you know, but it didn't really click with me until maybe I would say the last five, six years, mm-hmm. maybe. Cause it, it's really hard. Cause people tell you to do this or do that. And everybody has the old, same old bodybuilding type right. exercises or whatever. And it's really hard to like, the, the main thing you gotta do is figure, figure yourself out, figure, figure out what works for you. Right. And, and, and always change it up too. So I, I kind of like, you know, I'm 35 years old. I, I figured out what I like, what I don't like, what works with my body. Cause everybody's body is different. Like yeah. you're different than me. I'm, you know, we're all different. So, uh, so what works for you, you might not work for me and vice versa. So I figured out what works for me as far as, uh, you know, in the gym and whatnot. And also, too, is you need to train for what for what you're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a professional wrestler, if you just go in there and do bodybuilding exercises, you're either going to get hurt in the ring or things of that nature. But if you go in there and you do this agility, functional type training, movements that you're actually doing in the ring, it's going to make you better. And uh, help with cardio, too. Yeah, help with cardio as well, yeah. too, inside yeah. the ring, less prone to injury. And your body's already already used to those movements mm-hmm. as well, too. So you've got that strength in, uh, and everything built up. So. Yeah, it was funny. I uh, probably three, three, four months ago, I couldn't have uh, doing a thirty minute, thirty minute matches or just as a referee would blow me up. And here, the last like 
I thought oh, Al's playing a rib on me, but he keeps giving me all the thirty minute matches. And <laughs> but I'm, but I mean, I'm. I'm That's a good the, thing, man. Well, yeah. It is yeah. with, the, with the whole clean, clean the cardio I'm doing, the extra, all that. It's kind of it's all working out because I'm doing the same thing. It's like I'm focused. Okay, I need to focus on this because I am going to be. I need to be able to be in the ring that long. I need to be able to do this, even though. You know, some people jokingly laugh. We talked about this on the ref episode we did a while back, or the last episode. You know, don't realize that we're just as much moving, running up and down. You know, exercises as any as anything else. Yeah, exactly. So we we got to do a lot of that too. Um, you got to say something, Jeremy. Yeah, I was gonna say I just I'm proud of you because the Daniel I saw that started tripped over his own feet. What? No, I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> trust, trust me, I took pictures every time. There we go again. There uh, we go. Again. No, no, really. You, you know, you're blossoming in front of our eyes. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, which brings me to my next question. Yeah. What's it like to have a mark join the? You know your your association and become a referee. Uh, you talking about Daniel? Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, um, we, we first of all, the, the, back that up. You're, I know you're joking, but you're seriously too seriously. No, joking. no, no, no. No, uh, but but we we we've joked about this a lot, even guys in OVW. I don't know if me and you've had this conversation, but you know, if you're if you only the true the biggest marks become the wrestlers and become in the industry. I mean, you got to be a fan of it for the most part. Or, People always use that as a negative term. I don't I don't see that negative. No, there's 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 good and bad marks. Though, really is. So a lot of times you hear the word it's more of a jokingly as a as it's a bad term. But overall, we're all marks. You know sure. what I'm saying? We all are. It's just and, a term. Yeah, it's just a term. We're all fans of something. I mean, like me and Tony consider and probably have a 20 minute conversation on just Metallica because we're marks for Metallica too. You know? So oh, yeah. So <laughs> that so it's just something. And we're all we're all marks for something, um, and, and we got to be for wrestling, or you know, to make ourselves better in the industry too. Absolutely. And, and going back to the referee thing, because you talked about like cardio and yeah. how your cardio has gotten better, it, it reminded me, it jogged my memory for, from a story. Uh, you know, Rudy Switchblade. Yeah, yeah. Of so course. back when Rudy was at OVW, uh, it was my first time coming in. You know, after I worked Rollo and stuff, and. Rudy and I, this is my first time working Rudy, and Joe Wheeler was our referee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, I go, Rudy, I was like, hey, Rudy, you want to you wanna rib the ref? He goes, okay. And we didn't, we didn't even know each other. You know, yeah. We just clicked like that. And uh, I was like, let's do like a bunch of pinfalls, you know, and just make them get up and down, up and down. He goes, okay, cool. So we just go out there and we go boom, 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 like 15, 20 pinfalls, like in the matter of five minutes, yeah, maybe less than that. And, uh, and then Joe <laughs> Wheeler goes, um, I think on the last pinfall, he, instead of getting down, he takes his foot and stomps it. That's and stomps hilarious. his foot, and he goes, he goes, you a-holes are going to kill me. <laughs> Still I, talks about it to this day. So uh, uh, Doms and uh, Nigel did that to me, uh, one of the gauntlet TV gauntlet matches, and they're going, they're rolling over back and forth, and and then when I, I'm going, I'm sliding back and forth doing all these counts, and I get up, and I said, you're ripping me, he goes, yeah, we just wanted to give you some, some, some fun, have some fun with us, and I was like, thanks, <laughs> I appreciate it, because that yeah. was not originally what was told, you're going to do 20 pinfalls back to back, but uh, it definitely keeps you on your feet. Um, so, um, when, now, as far as OVW, you know, do you remember, what was your first ever, um, um, do you, well, actually, let's backtrack a little more. What, what sure. was your first match you ever had? Who was who was that? With? My very first match. Yeah. Um, oh man. So I, I, it was probably back in two thousand three, somewhere around there, okay. and it was over in Dyersburg, Tennessee. And my first match was a tag match. It was uh, two of the local guys. His name was uh, their names were Fabulous Fabulous Rocker and Tyler Gates, and it was me and Johnny Jeter. Uh, oh, so okay. I think I think it was because uh, Jeter was OVW and him and Cena and Densmore and a couple others came down to the Dyersburg show. Uh, that's back when Cena was prototype and stuff. Right. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so I think that was Jeter's first match as well, maybe second, because I remember us talking about it. And uh, it was so funny, like, you know, speaking of Mark, I was a big Kurt Angle Mark, so, like, my first gear was, like, a USA singlet, you know? So That's here right. I am wearing a singlet, and here, like, here, here's uh, Jeter standing beside me, you know, in the ring, and he looks like one of the Hardy Boys with the fishnet things going <laughs> right, up his right. arms and stuff, the long hair all, all drenched and stuff, so. That's hilarious. Uh, but needless to say, that match was total, total crap. <laughs> But it was so much fun, you know. I was so nerve wracked, and it was just such a cool experience. I was like, man, I just had my first match, yeah, you know. So it was awesome. As all first matches should be total crap because you don't know what you're doing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, that's cool. So now, when you uh, came to OVW, what was the? I know that uh, you know you thought the doors were going to close and all that. Did you have any like 
I'm assuming your expectations were lowered so somewhat. Like maybe I'll just do this, and I don't know what what what's going to bring up me, but at least I'll I'll work and get in the ring and do whatever and learn under. Yeah, because LVW's always had like a legacy, you know, mm-hmm. especially you know because Danny had that's been it's been established since what ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. And yeah. Danny's Danny Davis, he really built it up, and even after. Uh, uh, WWE left and pulled it out. They were still going. Yeah, they might have, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a roller coaster. You know, they were on the downslope and they were starting to climb a little bit too, uh, coming back up. And I was like, you know, I actually, I want to go to OVW because that's what I moved here for. That's what I moved to Louisville for. So mm-hmm. I at least want to go here and wrestle here and just see what happens. And they still the school that trained. Yeah, they still had a good school. Yeah, 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 still. Absolutely. I mean, no matter that. Yeah, WWE pulled out, but they still had the same trainers in place, right. still the same system, still the same right. school. So everything was still the same. It's just they just didn't have WWE attached to it. Yeah. You know, so for me, I just didn't know if they were going to close their doors or not. Uh, but anyways, a couple of years rolled by, but, you know, and I got in there and I just wanted to be a part of it because that's what I moved here for. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, screw this being frustrated and pissed off. I was like, I, I got myself out of wrestling, out of frustration. Yeah. You know, you're always going to be frustrated with any job that you have or whatever you're doing. So I just, you know, I just had to to bite my lip and, 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 and get back in there. And, uh, yeah, I, I love being there. Do you remember your first ever storyline at OVW? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I uh, my first storyline was actually with Johnny Spade. Uh, cause we did a little story where I was, I was coming in and Spade was the baby face. I was a baby face and he was doing some angle with the heavyweight title, like trying to get to the title or whatever. And I was kind of riding his, coattail so to speak you know do you know who the champion was at the time <sighs> might have man i don't want to lie to you it might have been uh muhammad ali Vaez, okay. or it might have been jamin it's one of those okay. something like that i don't know i you know i forget it's been too yeah. many years but i was kind of riding spade's coattail you know like wanting to be best friends or whatever you know you know like that so but it got to a point where it got a little little creepy you know because like i was like <laughs> hey we did these pre-tapes where you know, I was like, "Hey, man, I made you. I made you a mixtape." You know, <laughs> and great. it was actually, you know, how you do for your girlfriend, or your right, girlfriend right. Does for you, like. With the cassette, but it was actually a cassette tape that said Johnny Spade's uh, mixtape, oh, like volume hilarious. one. You know, that one, that's great. That's great. <laughs> and I think cassettes were way outdated. You know, right, at, right. At, at that point in time. And then we did another one where I where something happened in the ring, and I was like, as an apology, I gave him like a stuff a stuffed teddy bear. You know, <laughs> and then he like. He took the teddy bear and like threw it in the trash can, and I, and he didn't know that I saw it, so I brought it out to the ring to give it to him, and then he ripped the head off of it. You know, I was like, "Screw you, man! You're you're costing me, t- my, you know, my opportunity at the title and stuff like that." And when he ripped the head off, that just made me, just made me snap, and that's yeah. when I turned on Spade and. I became this creepy guy with with a teddy bear with the with the head duct taped on and and his name was I named it Ralphie and I talked to it and oh, uh, oh, yeah that was my first gimmick was I, I was the guy that carried around a teddy bear his name was Ralphie and I talked to him. pretty much the same thing with Al Snow yeah Al Snow's head. that's a yeah, yeah so, full circle there yeah. and the thing was <laughs> the thing of it is though that wasn't even planned like the teddy bear thing was planned as a gift but when Spade ripped the head off I took it up on myself to tape it up write Ralphie on it and I just brought it to the ring the next week and Al was like I love this you know so, <laughs> well, why, would he, yeah. why would he not it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's another copy of his gimmicks so, yeah sure yeah so we just we just took the ball and ran with it and man it 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 was it was awesome. Like yeah. it, it, it got creepy, and then then at some uh, some point, I I ended up turning babyface, where somebody gave me some happy pills, and it made it made me like a happy person. So now I carried the bear to the ring, talking to the bear, and people were popping for you know Ralphie was more over than me, yeah. you know. So, but anyways, that that was my first my first storyline, my first gimmick at OVW. Did um so when did you um start getting into like uh you know title matches and things like that and start how long did that happen before you started getting more on tv more and right use there? shortly after that angle shortly after that storyline because I, I started doing some stuff with shiloh and then uh rafael constantine i did a storyline with him uh with the tv title so i was in that picture uh so yeah so i, I at that point in time i think i was in line for the tv title a couple times and then, uh, just like with the sport of wrestling being in the ring, I I uh, tore my shoulder. Mm. I think it was back in 2014 or 15, something like that. So I ended up having to leave OVW for a little over a year uh, with my shoulder surgery. And then that's when I came back and kind of 
that's where I kind of got refocused, you mm-hmm. know, as far as getting into the shape, what we were talking about earlier, right. about what made me change gears was just after that surgery, my gears changed big time. Yeah. Um, do you remember, um, at the time was, was uh, revolver still there too, or, or was he, I think, I think he was. Okay. Yeah. And Ted and Ted's been there a long time too. Yeah. Yeah. They've always been there basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, when, so you start changing gears, where did, where did it, and you said it kind of clicked to you, where did the, cause you've had kind of, your, your character's kind of evolved a little bit yeah. and, and you know, where did, is it, have you kind of, where did the ideas come to the whole shotgun, Tony gun and kind of get to that, the gun show and, you know, get to that point. Um, I, when I refocused, I was like, man, I, I need to do something different. I don't want to be just a, a gimmick. Like the, mm-hmm. with the Ralphie thing was cool, you know, but you can only go so high with that. Right. You know, you can't be, you can't be in the main event picture and taken serious with that. Mm-hmm. And I understood that. Right. So coming back off my surgery, like, man, I need to refocus. I need to regroup. I need to figure out what works for me. And I was like, I have to be myself because if I, if I pretend to be something else, then it's not going to work out that well. I can't be this overly excited person or I can't be this, 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 this ruthless type type person because that's not me. And the, the best, the best entertainment value as far as in the ring is, is being yourself and turning that notch up. Cause when you do that, it, it makes it more real. And, and that's how I am. Like if it's more real to me, I think it's, it's more believable actually. And I think it's more entertaining. So that's, that's what gets me going is, is making it real. So like with the whole shotgun thing, that that's a term, like there's a term called like shotgun crazy, mm-hmm. like shotgun crazy is where you're totally, you're totally fine at one moment. And then something, something, something slight could happen and just pisses you off and you just snap the next. And that's kind of how I am. Like I said earlier, I have, right. I have a short fuse. Like if someone's going to pop off to me or say something like I'm going to snap right back tenfold and start seeing red, mm-hmm. you know, so that that's what I need to start doing in the ring. So if somebody, somebody does something to me, you know, like, I'm not just going to cower it out or whatever. I want to fight right back and, and give it right back, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of where my attitude changed. And it's, it's what I kind of started, started gearing to. Okay. And then, um, I guess at that point, you know, where was Al or. Adam or anyone else kind of giving you tips on how to take the character to make it a little better or tweak it up or yeah, Al's helped out a lot. He he always says you know be yourself out there and just mm-hmm. and, and and turn it up. Right. You know, so you got to. It's one of those things like he can only help you so much. Yeah, he can only give you so much advice, and then the rest of it is up to you to mm-hmm. take that and, and do with what he says. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I, and I believe I've done that. I believe he's been happy with everything and the whole gun show thing too. That that's another thing that like. Like I should have been doing that at the beginning. I was like, I mean, my last name is really Gun. I was like, why haven't I done Welcome to the Gun Show all along? Mm-hmm. But like younger in my younger years, I was like, man, that's so cliche or so corny, you know. Yeah. But there's a way it can be corny, and there's a way that it can be cool. And I kind of figured out how to make it make it cool, you know. Welcome to the Gun Show. It's not about like flexing in arms. No, it's Welcome to the Gun Show. It's 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 my show when I'm out here. It's yeah. it's me. You're on my show. You know, so that's kind of my approach of the gun show. Did anyone ever? Um, sorry, I mean, I knew you're, uh, Jeremy. Hang on. Let me ask this real quick while it's on my mind. You know, they, uh, anyone ever um, being? You know, that is your last name. But they ever say, hey, you know, you might need to come up with something different because there's a Billy Gun. You know, out there that even though I mean, that's even though his last name really isn't gun. Really gun, no, but that's his that's his gimmick. I mean, that's his name. He owns a trademark for, of course, his gun. But it's kind of like you know, I mean, if you went to the WWE, obviously they could use that as a you're his brother, or you're whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right, I guess it yeah. could happen. But has anyone ever said you thought about changing that at all? Did they ever try to not? You know, actually, actually, no, because I've had a lot of people say, "Is that really your last name?" Mm-hmm. You know, I think the first person that did it was was Brian Christopher. He's like, he goes, "Your last name is really not Gun." I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is. He goes, no, it's not. And then he goes, let me see your driver's license. I was like, okay, boom, showed it to him. He goes, you got to be ribbing me. <laughs> you know, so it's more of a disbelief thing. Like they don't really, they really don't think my last name is Gunn. They think I'm piggybacking off yeah. of, off of Billy Gunn or, you know, right, whatever, right. which I'm not. It is my shoot last name. And uh, I don't, I don't think people would say change my name because. I mean that—that's my name. There's no reason to. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. curious yeah, if that was ever brought up. That was the stupidest question I've ever yeah. heard. And, and I don't think like it, if if <laughs> Billy funny. if Billy was like current, yeah. like current on the roster doing stuff, then yeah, I could see that. But he's not really current anymore. No. As far well, plus, as, he's never referred to himself as the Gun Show either. So. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. He was an ass man. He wasn't a gun man. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, my, my, I'm oh, yeah, cutting you off. My go question ahead. for you: What has been the biggest? I uh, try to ask everybody this because it interests me. What's been the biggest change since Al's taken over? It's it's been really good. Uh, cause like we talked about earlier, Al's been there before, you know, but he was brought in to help. It wasn't it wasn't his. Uh, and and Danny, you know, love Danny to death. He he he's done a lot with OVW, a lot yeah. for OVW. He's really built it up. But Danny, honestly, he's been he's been done with the business for probably about the last five or six, seven years. You right. know, he's been ready to get out. But no, Al Snow taking over. It was a true blessing, man. He he's he's there all the time. You know, he helps out all the time. He's always in production. You know, doing all the time cues and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He has TV reviews, and he's he's very very hands on. Like you know, as an owner should be. You know, so he he wants to see this succeed. He wants to see it grow, and and that's something that I want to see as well too, and want to be a part of. I don't want I don't want Ohio Valley Wrestling to be just another lack of a better term independent company i want it to be i want it to be bigger than that and i think mm-hmm. he wants obviously wants to be bigger than that as well and i think it can be and it will be and things that you know we've heard behind the scenes of what's coming up in the pipeline too it's gonna it's gonna get there he's gonna get it there okay. it's just the you know we 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 live in a um you know, quick gratification kind of world but yeah. it's a microwave just, society in yeah, microwave society yeah, yeah. so we're going to we're going to with words <laughs> I didn't say anything incorrect. So we're, you know, we're evolution out to the next uh, point. <laughs> so uh, we're, uh, we're getting, uh, we're going to get to that point, you know, at OVW. It's going to, it's just going to get, and it's slow, it's a slow build, kind of like you know, Memphis style wrestling, that slow build to get yeah. there. But when it happens, he's doing it right. He's not jumping, jump, jumping the lack of a term gun to do no this. pun intended. <laughs> no huh? pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna. He's, he's not jumping the gun to do all this. He's. <laughs> he, dro- he dropped the mic. He's dropped done. the mic. He's, he's done. done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> so uh, hey, those puns. So we. Uh, uh, yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna be amazing. It's pretty exciting. Some yeah. things coming up. And, and, and I'll go back to Al real quick too. Another thing too. You know, he's been in the in the biz for like I don't know how many years. Like thirty eight or something. Yeah, like he's been crazy, forever. Yeah. So he's he's been there. He's experienced it. He knows what to do. He knows what not to do. He's learned from his own mistakes. So he kind of teaches that to us before we make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, you can be the best wrestler in the world or the best promoter or whatever. But it, but if you can't, or the best trainer, but you, if you can't break that down to the person you're trying to teach it to, then then you're really you're worth nothing. Right. But Al, he can break that down to where it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, no matter who you are. So, yeah, which is great. The first time I saw Al was in uh, Smoky Mountain wrestling him when him and Kane were a tag team. And it, he just, at that point, he just captivated my mind. I was like, this guy can wrestle. He's uh, he, can, he can be serious. He can be goofy. And then I watched him. You know, move on to ECW, WWE, WWF, WWF, whatever it is. I've, I've really WWE something. WWE. Uh, <laughs> I've really. I bet you enjoy the fact that I can't hardly talk tonight, don't you? Uh, no, not at all. Like, this just, is the quietest I've ever been. Yeah, I mean, I'm just listening to you talk, bro. That's all. Or, I, I'm ready to see this match between you two. <laughs> I think it should be Falls Count anywhere. Yes. No holds barred. Yeah. April Man, April. man Cave match. Man, man Cave match? Yeah, just, let's, let's just tear up Ringside Studios and do it here. We can, we can fit it on the April 6th. Sorry, not special. Let's yeah, do this. Let's do it. Do if it. you can put Shannon the Dude on a special, you can put us on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Shannon. Hey, you know what's funny, though? Now that I talk to Shannon a lot, it's, I haven't haven't told him. I'm gonna, maybe I will do this Wednesday. I haven't brought it up and mentioned to him. But, oh, you the know, fact that you called him out on an I did, like episode two episodes, two years ago. Year or two years ago, whatever, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm, let's take that radio title, let's go, yeah. So now, uh, but I don't think, a, I don't think a referee taking it over now would be would work out. So I don't. Plus, you were never in the media, so yeah. Well, podcast makes you a media, you know. It is what it is. Um, so, uh, what is your? Uh, uh, now, this is I'm gonna ask a two part question. I'll get to the other one in a minute, but this first one is what's like as far as your favorite match you've ever watched, like you know that you've seen somebody that that right there. Is you know bases WWE outside of WWE you know old school WWF WCW whatever what was the best match you've ever seen? There, there's two that stand out in mine. Okay, uh, both the WWE because as a kid I didn't really watch anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, independent really wasn't that big either back then. Uh, it was hard to watch independent unless it was down the street. You know, right? Yeah, because well. social media wasn't that big at that time right. either. You know, YouTube was just just starting to get big. Uh, <clears throat> But anyways, the first match that stands out in mind is 
Kurt Engel and Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Um, their whole series, by the way, was great. But yeah. what the, I forget what pay per view it might have been WrestleMania. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Where it was them two and their the match with the storyline, the psychology, and uh, just their chemistry in the ring was awesome. And the finish of the match was just beautiful. Where they, you know, uh, Kurt Angle was working the ankle lock, the ankle lock or whatever, and then. Eddie's ankle was hurt. He unlaced his boot to release some pressure or whatnot. And then finally, boom, 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 works some stuff. And then here goes Angle, slaps on the ankle lock, boot slips off, mm-hmm. and then turns around and rolls up Angle one, two, three. And I was like, man, that was such a beautiful, beautiful finish, you know, because it still kept, you know, both of them strong, still yeah. kept Eddie strong, Kurt strong, and they could continue their story or whatnot. It was such a beautiful match. So that one, from a psychology standpoint, and just what their their capabilities in the ring and the story of that was was totally awesome. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing, and uh, and you, you're dealing with two of the best ever, Kurt and and Eddie. I mean, it's just right there, you know, right? Uh, I mean, Eddie gets. Um, I think at the time. Eddie now gets listed as one of the best, but I think at the time you had people that were kind of like, uh, you know, um, they were back and forth on him. And it's sad to think that maybe because he passed away is what caused it, but kind of like with Owen Hart. Owen Hart at the time, now he's like, oh, he's probably the better of the hearts. But at the time, it was no, it was, it was Brett, 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 Brett. And right. then when the tragedy happened, it's like, oh, well, Owen actually was really great and one of the best and, yeah. you know, psychology and everything. So it's kind of. But no, but that uh, that uh, yeah, those two right there. I mean, they that whole you're right. That whole feud, the whole angle, the whole thing. That was the story. Was just amazing. That was WrestleMania twenty. <clears throat> was WrestleMania yeah, twenty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was the uh, that was the 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 whole ben, he won and then Benoit won and right and they at the it came out in the okay yeah. See, I can I don't my memory's not like that. Like I can remember like bits and pieces like I just spit out. But as mm-hmm. far as like what pay per view it was and what year, I have no idea. Wait, who else won? Are we allowed to say that name? Yeah, we can say the name sometimes. Okay, we're talking about him Chris winning. The, we're, 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 talking, we're talking about him winning the title. We're not talking about him doing other stuff. Uh, so, um, so that was the first one, mm-hmm. and then the second one that stands out just, just, just as far as like the crowd reaction and like just the electricity of everything was The Rock and and Hulk Hogan. Oh, nice. Like yeah. I still like I I think I watched that match like 6 months ago and watching it just the beginning like it's still, it still gives, it still gives me goosebumps watching it man cuz that's something like I mean they did not that much in that match but they had the crowd just in the in the what? palm of their hands and and they, they flipped they, the script too. They yeah, they, they did. switched roles immediately. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. And they still they did the same stuff that they called. They just switched their personalities and yeah. their behaviors and that's all you have to do. And, and uh, just that's something like that match is something that will never, never, ever be replicated ever again. Never. 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 They can't. I mean, they tried to do it with Cena and Rock, and it just wasn't. It was great. Those matches were great, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. You, no, you had, there, will never, there will never be anything like that no. in wrestling again. No, I, don't th- I think you're right. Yeah. yeah it was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, uh, kind of a talk about a previous episode, we had, when we had Jerry Lawler on, he actually said it was his favorite match he ever called as being commentary because he said that was just how they – how the crowd was and how they changed and how they just, he said it was amazing to call yeah. that match. He said he was, that was his favorite match he's ever called. And all the matches you think he's called, like he picks that as one of his favorites. So that's pretty yeah. cool too. Um, before we go ahead, are you going to ask him what his favorite match he's ever had himself was? Before we get to that point, okay. yes, I just okay. want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Caller Nubbo. If you go to CollarNubbo.com and you use promo code Ringside, Jeremy, what happens? You get 10% off your total order. And if you send it to Daniel, he'll pay for the rest. Uh, that's not yeah. true. That's not true. But you do save 10% on your entire order. That part is true. Just go to callerandborbrand.com. If you're code a cute girl, put your phone number in there, and uh, he'll call you. No, I won't. No, uh, JK may be, but I won't. Uh, and you'll, uh, and you'll, you'll save 10%, though. That is true. And you'll get the best wrestling apparel there is today, Collar and Elbow. And also, a good shout-out to our other uh, our other sponsor, Alan's One Touch Photography. Mention them for uh, anything. Uh, you go for any kind of set, your wedding, uh, sports um, events. Uh, hey, you got senior pictures. I guess it's kind of late for that. But hey, for next year, you know, get get ready for that. Family portraits, whatever you want. Christmas photos coming up. Mitch and Ringside Podcast, you save 20% off your set. So there you go. That's a pretty good deal uh, for the uh, official podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. That is. We are the official podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling because that's, that's why we have the o- OVW Heavyweight Champion on. You know how blessed still. we are? Like, we joke a lot, but we're really blessed to be in the position that we are. And I'm so glad I worked so hard to be able to do this for you. <laughs> Somebody's putting himself over. <laughs> I have to. He buries me all the time. I have to. Uh, hey, I'm like Triple H. I got my shovel, baby. Uh, all right. 
Hey, by the way, speaking of Triple H, well, did you hear his comment to Batista this last Raw? That was the greatest line ever. I missed it. So, so uh, Batista comes out, and of course, he has all the all the his security, which is you know independent wrestlers that that go in and build extras. He says his line was, um, "So you, what are you going to do? You, you and the Guardians of the Independent Scene's going to stop me?" Oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I popped hard. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. Um, all right, so yeah, so Jeremy kind of uh, led to just a minute ago. So, what is so far all the matches you've done? Um, you know, whether it's you know the dark matches, the TV ones, the the Sunday night specials. What is what would be your and you if you have more than one, that's cool. What would that's be true. your favorite match you've ever had? Uh, there's a few that stand out in mind. I'll I'll just say a couple, then I'll then I'll talk about the one that really that I like the best. Uh, there, there's one match that I had with Bud Dwight. It was a TV title on a pole match. Mm. Uh, that, that was a really cool story for me. And I had a lot of fun with that match. I, I really enjoy doing uh, gimmick matches. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Another match that stands out is me and uh, Randall Floyd in the no rope match. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a totally new element. Yeah. And I don't think that's been done at OVW. No. Uh, so for us to go out there and pull that off was was uh, was a pretty cool thing to do, and 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 pulled it off well, because uh, because with that match, it, not only was it a uh, you know pinfall or submission, but you could also win by uh, three ring outs as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a totally different element of of the match. Uh, and it, it's it's on YouTube. It's on. It is. Um, I think there's a. I know it's on YouTube's OVW and your YouTube. And yeah, it's other, on my yeah. channel for yeah. sure. And uh, so, yeah, go check it out. It's a really good match. I, I think we're, you know, the plan is, uh, I'll bring it up here live on the show. I'd love to have you back in the future with Randall and y'all kind of talk about that match. Sure. Um, kind of. Are still, you going to be here for that episode? Why would I not? Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> so, I guess but, I'll show up too. Yeah. Uh, well, it's your house, so hopefully. Um, but um, what? You mean it's my studio? Your You're studio. You're supposed to let everybody know. <clears throat> I thought you were in the business. <laughs> <laughs> kayfabe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kay- I should have kayfabe that one. It's in in your in the in your it's your studio. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we're doing this in the back of a car. That's where we're at. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I love that. And kind of still, which we've done it once before, but kind of still, um, uh, Edge and Christian's uh, little deal, the anatomy of a match they do. So I think it'd be cool to to, to do that. But so yeah, what's the? You said you have one that really. St- yeah, so the one that really stands out is is my current match that I have with Sammy Callahan. Uh, you know, because that that was such a, a a task for me, and that was such a defining moment for me as well too, mm-hmm. because uh, Sammy came in and uh, the crowd was pretty split as far as they were for OVW and OVE, which was fine. You know, that's fine, but it, it gave me more fuel to the fire to go out there and outdo Sammy. You know, and it, it wasn't a typical match uh, where we go out there and wrestle. Like, I knew where we were at. It had to be a fight. It had to be a war. It had to be a battle. And that's what we did. Like, so we, we went out there, and it was like, okay, you're doing this to me. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm doing this right back to you. So mm-hmm. I had something to prove uh, for myself, and I had something to prove to, you know, the OVW family as well, too, and everybody else that didn't believe in me. You know, so so going out there and having that fuel, having that fire, uh, was a was a redefining moment for me, and I think that that helped me open my eyes a little bit as far as as far as how to perceive uh, wrestling in the future mm-hmm. and who I am and what I want to be and where I want to go and what I want to do. You know, so it it's made me refocus a little bit more. And, uh, and I think after that match, I gained a lot of respect, not only from impact, uh, mm-hmm. but from, you know, everyone else that, that viewed it and watched it. Yeah. And, and, and that match or it can be found, the whole show can be found on the, the GWN, uh, which is global wrestling network. Yep. Um, you can see it there. And then, uh, I know there's a highlight reel of it out there too, as well. It's and on it, my YouTube channel, on YouTube channel. Tony Gunn, yeah. just search for it. Highlight reel, but uh, you know, if you want, to, and the highlight reel does great. But if you want to see the full match, which is which is a phenomenal match, uh, go to get go to the uh, GWN and, and check it out. And I think you're, what is it, it's a seven ninety nine a month, but I think you get two weeks free or something like that. Or something. it's thirty days free. 30 so days so, free, so yeah, yeah, if you just want to check it out, sign up for thirty days, check it out. It's cool, and they have a lot of cool uh, uh, stuff on there as well too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, that match with Sammy though, just revert back to that. Like that that 
we were in the ring for 30, I think 30, a little over 32 minutes. 30, yep. Yeah. And it, it was a battle. It was, a, it was awesome. So. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a great, I mean, I, me being, I was, no, not look at him. I was, I was rough in that match and it was, but it was one of those that was just kind of, um, that was really the only well. bad thing about the old match was that you whatever. Were, I got knocked down. out though. I got hit with a bat. Yeah, uh, you did. So, <laughs> How'd that feel? <laughs> it hurt that a little bit. It was the greatest part of the match. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, it, it, uh, it, it, it was to be in that moment too. I mean, for me, it was kind of surreal. You know, we're, we're, we're in a, you know, lack of a better term, uh, impact ring. And we're, ha- you know, this match is going on. The crowd is just, I mean, n- we could hardly hear hear anything. It was, they were so loud and so on their feet. You're right, they were split. OVE, OVW, OVE. I mean, it was just on the edge of their seat the whole time. Yeah, and Al even stated, Al stated, he was like, that, he goes, this is the best thing that OVW has done. Yeah. And this is the best response, and this is the best crowd that has happened here at OVW. Well, so that says a lot right there in itself. Yeah, it was, it was a sellout before. The, they've sold out that arena many times, but it was a sellout before the doors opened. Yeah. You know, and they, they even they even made room for an extra few more chairs, and even then they went, like, within a, within yeah. a snap. I mean, they were gone. So it was it was an amazing event. And I know there's, you know, there's probably more to come, you know, because I think there's still a story to tell, uh, you know, um, especially with the OVE guys. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see what the future holds and i know because of that i mean uh you know we'll we'll kind of end the show with this is uh now this wasn't on air at all or anything but after the show i, I know you've shared this as a video but mm-hmm. you've um you've got a uh, a tryout coming in for uh impact i guess a, a tryout number two because it kind of was one but a tv to show up at a tv taping and um and yeah to, to, to the words he said prove myself right. on impact tv uh th- that was such a cool moment because he you know, I didn't. I didn't know he was coming out there. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things where he was coming out, and then Shiloh and them were in the ring with me, and I was like, "I think you guys need to get out of the ring because something's about to happen here." Yeah. And uh, he got in, you know, and did his whole spill about you know how he uh, liked what he saw and thinks I need to be on a bigger stage, bigger lights, and invited me into Impact TV for to to prove myself. You know, that that's one of those things where it's like, man, that's. It was really cool. I was so happy, but in in the same note, I'm like, prove myself. I was like, didn't didn't I just prove myself? I like I went toe to toe with one of your top talents. Right. Not only did I go toe to toe, I won over the crowd, and I defeated one of your top talents. Right. I was like I didn't prove myself here, you know. So and and that's the thing too is like, uh, you know, I've been wrestling for 15 years and. Hearing, hearing the words, you know, prove myself is one of those things that I, I really don't like hearing anymore because I've been proving myself since day one. Yeah. You know, I, I've literally been told every reason of why I shouldn't be in this industry. You know, from day one, I was told, Tony Gunn, you're too young. You know, get some more experience under the belt, then we'll see what happens. And then I was told, Tony Gunn, you're too old. We're looking for people 25 years or younger. And yeah. then I was told, Tony Gunn, you're not tall enough or you need to put on some more weight. And then uh, here recently, about a year ago, I was told, Tony Gunn, we like what we see in the ring. Your promo skills are are good, but we just we don't have anything for you at the moment. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, how backhanded is that? It's like a compliment, but it's like, I can't get a job because you can't think of it. I was like, <laughs> you know, so it's, just, it's, it's frustrating. It's one of those things, prove myself, man. It's like, you know, I've been proving myself. So when I go to Impact, I know I, I'm ready to go. I'm happy to go. But when I go, it's not going to be to prove myself. You know, I'm going to go there to be me, to do me. And if they like me, they like me. If they don't, they don't, you know. So that's just the thing. I'm just going to be me, and they're going to find out what, you know, what the gun show is all about once I go to Impact. Sounds good. I like it. That was a pipe bomb. I didn't even give, I didn't even, oh, I, I didn't even, even throw to him. I, normally, we do a segment on the end of the show called the pipe bomb, and you just did it. So I, mean, I, I was going to pipe bomb a former member of Ringside Podcast, so I'm glad he took that over for me. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Well, um, one last question, though. Sure. Do you have, because uh, you know what you're, and I don't want to say the word struggles, because they're not really struggles, but different things you've ran into, bumps in the road, you know, when you mentioned, you know, first started training and then coming to OVW and all these different things and the stuff you just said in that and uh, about uh, proving yourself and whatnot, what, would you have any advice for any of the young guys? And I know you've talked to a lot of the guys at OVW, but I'm yeah. seeing people that don't, they're in different organizations, they listen to the show, any advice as far as like what, you know, um, 
what to expect or what not to expect and how to make yourself better and, and be, become, you know, that, that wrestler they want to be. Yeah, the biggest thing is, you know, the injuries are always going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing with professional wrestling is it's it's a major head game. You know, it, it's one of those things that you, you need to stay humble. You need to stay focused. Uh, you also need to be you and do you. Take yourself serious, but don't take yourself too serious, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we're out there wearing trunks and performing in front of in front of people, you know, <laughs> and right. doing ridiculous stuff. So, but but the thing is, is if if you're really wanting to pursue professional wrestling, if you're really wanting to do this, and this isn't your hobby or or your playground, so to speak, then you need to get serious about your diet. You need to get serious about your training, and no one's going to teach that to you. No one's going to do that for you. So you need to research that yourself and figure out what to do, what not to do. Correct. And then also, uh, on, on top of that, uh, as far as going to training and things like that, you need to go to a qualified, a qualified wrestling school. I mean, yeah. there's billions of wrestling schools out there, but as far as the quality of wrestling, you know, if you're really serious, then you need to go to a qualified school. And obviously, Ohio Valley Wrestling is one of those schools. Agree. Yeah. Who is a? I, I had a quick one pop in my head too. Yeah. Who's somebody at Ohio Valley Wrestling that you see is a diamond in a row? Like the next, who's the next man up at OVW? Man, uh, <clears throat> there's a couple right now. Um, you know, uh, I really enjoy watching Shiloh Jones. You know, which he's been there for a while, yeah. but he's really. He's been kind of like me. He's transitioned to a lot of different characters, and I think he's kind of he's finally found himself and what works for him. And what he's doing right now is it's it's money, and mm-hmm. I think he's really found himself. So I really see him growing to another level. Um, another person that stands out is Justin Smooth. Uh, he's another one as well too. He's only a few years in, and. Uh, he's he's gaining a lot of experience and he's starting to figure himself out as well too. Once he finally wraps his mind around uh, around what he needs to do in the ring and all that, he it's going to be a game changer for him. So he's another talent I see that's that's really really going to stand out here here before too long. And even speaking of stand out, I actually have a match with him coming up April sixth at the special. So maybe you know maybe he's coming up soon where he can prove himself. But yeah, I don't know. I've I've uh, I'm not going to let anybody take that title from me. That's right. Shiloh, he is. He's money. Right. I, I check out his Instagram story every morning. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Shallow's great. Shallow's great. Shallow's fun. I love Shallow. Um, so, um, well, thanks for coming on. <laughs> was, that was an so awesome <laughs> sign-off. That was a great sign-off. Thanks for evolutionizing the end of the show. Yeah. No, thanks for coming on, Tony. We appreciate it. Um, you know, at last, the, what's funny is that three times or two times, I don't know how many times it's been, but we've had the the current OVW champion, the heavyweight champion, to come on and either either one thing's happened, they lost it before they were able to come on literally the night before or the week before, or they were going to beat, oh, it looks like they might win the title, and then they reschedule it, and then they don't win, and I'm like, ah. So you're so saying th- you're jinxing me right now. That's what you're no, doing. No, 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 no. So, no I'm oh. saying they never were, when they got on the show, they wasn't the champion. This is the first time we've why had the Why would you do that? Show. Look at this. I'm not why, jinxing him. Why would you do that to the shotgun? <laughs> I'm not jinxing him. This is the, ga- the gun, the gun show. <laughs> you got, you're rubbing up on me. <laughs> this is the gun show, damn it. That's what I was wanting to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's why yeah. I'm thanking him for being the current. This is going to turn into a handicap match. Me and you against this man right here. I'm ready. I don't- <laughs> you can find us all. Thanks for listening, guys. You can get us all on the podcast avenues, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio app, or just go to ringsidepodcast.com. You can get us all on the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. And individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC. And Tony, where can we find you on social media, on Twitter and Instagram? Sure, you can find me on Twitter. It's at gun underscore Tony, G-U-N-N underscore T-O-N-Y, and then Instagram at Tony B. Gun, T-O-N-Y, B is in boy, and gun. All right. And then, and then also, have- too, I know I plugged this earlier, but my YouTube channel as well, I up- update uh, content weekly on there, so just uh, search Tony Gun, and you should be able to find my uh, channel and just get a uh, subscribe. You have a Facebook like page too, right? If you had a like page, it was going to be. It's like almost like MySpace now, you know? Daniel right. still has a MySpace. He's just really? I'm probably, probably could. I probably, I'm sure I do. I don't know the login or whatever, but. I'm still kind of uh, aggravated <clears throat> you, t- you took me out of your top eight last week. Oh, man. You remember when that used to be? It was top eight? nine, I thought. No, it was top eight. It was top eight? Yeah. And people got mad. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not on your top eight. 
Like, yeah. And then they expanded it to where you could do like 32, and then people were like, oh, I don't want to be on this list. It's, it's, it's not inclusive. Everybody and their mom's on it. Was like, Didn't Justin Timberlake buy MySpace? Don't he own it? I think he bought it. I think he literally legit owns it right now. It's still going, but I think more of it's more of an entertainment. It's thing. more of an entertainment yeah. music thing. That's why I yeah. think he bought it. But I think he legit owns MySpace. Used to like make the page look real nice and the intro was it, music. Was it Tom? Was that the guy that Tom like from he, MySpace? He was awesome. Tom. He was everybody's Creepy friend. Yeah. Yeah. He had like the little picture where he's yeah. like turning. Yeah. And he, why don't he never change his picture? Never, 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 never. And and yeah. and I don't we, know. We legitimately have ended the show on a MySpace rant. <laughs> we, we did. We, we could talk did. about anything, man. <laughs> we can't. We can't. That's what a podcast is all about. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, in the meantime, between time. Until next time, catch us ringside. See ya. Promise strength, ain't nobody